Hello, Sontopsers. This is Mr. Mike Russell here with a disclaimer, an audio disclaimer. Uh, due to a series of unfortunate events, technical difficulties, uh, missing mouse wire, there's some audio issues. Probably for nine minutes, but let me assure you, Nicholas has worked tirelessly to ensure that this episode was arable. And after noticing after nine minutes that I wasn't wheeled in front of the mic and just talking into my headphones into the Zoom call, uh, I believe everything kind of sorts itself out. So don't be discouraged for the sound quality will enhance during your listening pleasure. So without further ado, here is the eighth listener submitted episode of the Sontopsy Report. A dissection is imperative. Listening to sirens. You know what else you can listen to? The Sontopsy Report. That is, and you know, <laughs> that is true, Mike. It is an audio format as well, much like a siren. And what's special about listeners in today's episode, Nick, is that today is a listener-submitted episode of the Sontopsy Report. And wait, Mike, what happens on the Sontopsy Report? Oh, well, on the Sontopsy Report is where we dissect bad, bizarre, or noteworthy music to figure out how it dies. No kidding. I'll be, I don't know, your co-host of sorts, Mr. Mike Russell. Mike, you are the co-host with the co-most. I am Nick Brigadier. And I used to be the only person to come up with fun things before saying his name, Steve Trollinger. Wow, Steve, I never thought you would have a monopoly on fun things, or anything fun. That's what happens every time I play Monopoly. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Steve, I can just imagine the power trips you go on while playing Monopoly. Um, But yes, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. And if it is your first time joining us, thank you so much for being here, because this is, I had to go back and count, this is the eighth listener-submitted episode that we have done. Oh, my gosh. And before we get into the songs that you lovely listeners have sent to us, I just want to say we have a lot of new listeners who have joined us uh, since the last time we did this. So I just wanted to put another disclaimer out saying, if you, the wonderful listener, have any bad, bizarre, or noteworthy music that you want us to discuss contact us at thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com or just slide into our DMs on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, we, we check uh, Instagram the most, I would say. But please, send us more suggestions because the stuff that you guys sent us this week, I think we have a very, uh, Mike was actually discussing it beforehand, a very serendipitous like things and subjects weirdly overlapping. I will say every song we're discussing today is in a wildly different genre. But I think there's going to be some parallels, and I think we could safely, uh, we could safely tuck all of these songs under the heading of assault when we go to court against listeners. Um, <laughs> for, for assault on your eardrums, there. Assault, Steve? maybe battery, depending on if one of us. Well, no, we can't do battery because we're all in different places. So I can't like punch Mike for making me listen to them. That's the that's the way Steve well, has been the most negatively impacted during this pandemic. He can't ab- physically abuse his co-hosts. Not again. Uh, well, you know what? To, to get into our first song here, speaking of making me bleed, Steve, is the Bloodhound Gang. We, um... Okay, we no more pun intros. No more pun intros. That's done. <laughs> the show's done. That part of the show's done forever. Is it too punishing? <laughs> but, Mike, who sent us our first uh, song? 
Our first song was submitted by the lovely listener, Lindsay. I almost said her last name, and I was like, ah, I probably shouldn't say people's last names. Okay. Yeah, we'll um, keep it on the first name, just to be safe. But yes, Lindsay, thank you so much. For today, we're going to focus on the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, so, in the, the title, a lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. Can we get a little taste of the beginning of that there? <sighs> I guess if we have to. I was lonelier than Kunta Kinte at a Merle Haggard concert that night. I strolled on into Uncle Limpy's home palace looking for love. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect? As in that's all we got? We have to play <laughs> this? That's essentially what we're in store for here, folks. This is uh, a lot of spoken dialogue by... Uh, by the Bloodhound Gang? By the Bloodhound... I know the Bloodhound Gang, but I know... <laughs> The guy's got a name. His name's uh His name is Johnny Jimmy, Bloodhound Gang. Not Jiffy, Jimpy, Jumpy. Oh. Jimmy Pop? <laughs> is, is it Jimmy Pop? Mr. Lube, please call me Jiffy. <laughs> Jimmy Pop. It's Jimmy Pop. <laughs> okay. That name I said 20 seconds ago? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you said Jiffy Pop, like the popcorn. No, Nick said Jiffy Pop because he's an ass. I said Jimmy Pop. Real quick, Mike, before we get too into the song and the band, um, I I didn't realize until I looked them up that, oh, wait, Bloodhound Gang is the do it like they do on the Discovery Channel band. And that's like their main claim to fame. Yes. Well, well known for the bad touch. Yes. The song. Right, so this song, a lap dance is always better when the strippers. I, I every time I say it, still doesn't feel right. Every time I say it, the title so of this track. Every time you say the title of the song, Mike, it sounds like an affirmation of a statement and less of a. It's like number one. The, here, here's the things that I say are the true, the the, the maxims, universal maxims that uh, all life follows in truth. Step one: a lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. Step two. Um, so, all right, so if you're curious how the Bloodhound Gang got started, Jimmy Pop was a leader that came out of the king of Prussia, Pennsylvania, uh, and he formed it with his buddy Daddy Longlegs in 1992. They were inspired by Howard Stern, and they wanted to be a band that hurt everyone's feelings to make themselves feel better. Just like Steve. <laughs> hey I was, now, I was hey gonna now, say, I, I never feel better. Where did that quote from? <laughs> Steve, I feel like we need a broader conversation on that. But Mike, where did that quote come from? I'm assuming, I'm assuming a uh, band bio oh, cl- that they wrote themselves. Class, I'm class. sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And if they formed in the early '90s and were inspired by Howard Stern, that was basically before Howard Stern began his long journey towards not being an asshole that he's spent the past <laughs> two decades trying to fix. Okay. Um. So Nick. Why don't we just get right to it? Why don't we why don't we get into the, the meat and potatoes of why a lap dance is always better when a stripper is crying? Well, so far we heard I was lo- a, a drawl spoken word, which I'm starting to fear is what the whole song will be, saying, I was lonelier than Kunta Kinte at a Merle Haggard concert. <laughs> which the night I, the for night I strolled any into- listeners who... I was going to explain, if any listeners didn't, I, you know... I had a rough idea of who Kunta Kinte was, but he was uh, he was the the guy that Roots is based off of, right? 
he was the main character of Roots, if that's what you yeah. mean, then yes. Yeah, a, oh, yeah, because that was, okay, yeah, he was the main character of Roots, and Merle Haggard is like this old white country singer. Later known as Jordy LaForge. <laughs> Our Gen Z listeners heard you guys speaking a different language. You remember Merle Haggard, the movie Roots, and LeVar Burton, right? Right, Gen Z? <laughs> uh... But then he said, that night I strolled into Uncle Limpy's Hump Palace looking for love. So let's find out what he finds. In fact, 365 had come and went since that midnight run hauling hog to Shaky Town on I-10. I had picked up this hitchhiker that was sweating gowns through a pair of Daisy Duke cutoffs and one of those fruit loom tank tops. Well, that night I lost myself to ruby red lips, milky white skin, and baby blue eyes name was russell hold on a second (laughs) ruby red lips milky white skin and baby blue eyes name was russell mr mike (laughs) russell.com you dog you i didn't know you and the bloodhound gang operated in the same circles listen it was uh I was a young man. It was my Daisy Dukes phase. Like, this this <laughs> album came out in 1999. You would have been like what, ten? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's. Yeah. It was. It's probably the first time I was involved in some illegal activity. But oh. not the last. <laughs> oh my God, Nick! This is a. This is their version of a uh, spoken word trucker song. Oh yes, this is their uh, Red Sovine version. Their Not- story is only slightly less bad than the one I came up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listeners, uh, check out oh, yeah. the episode uh, Teddy Bear by Red Sovine to hear Steve accidentally, not exactly racist, but just just a, just a Mexican child kidnapping story that Steve intuited all on his own. Tacos for Timmy. Ten Tacos for Timmy. The story of how a trucker kidnaps a poor Mexican child. Um, okay, so so we have got uh, our, our, our narrator... Picking up a hitchhiker named Russell, and then apparently we get into the chorus. Name was Russell. Yes, the lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. Uh. Yes, the lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. I find this question comes up a lot in my own mind when we do this podcast. We cover songs where I don't understand a context with which people would listen to it. When do you listen to a song like this? It's not when you're working out. It's probably not when you're on a road trip. It's not romantic background music. It's not like shopping mall background music. When do you listen to a song like this? There was a comment in the comment section of this video uh, where someone said they lost their virginity to it. No kidding. (laughs) Now, who knows how accurate that is, but that's what a horrible well, song to lose your virginity to. Somebody on the I, internet said it, it's at least 99% accurate. It's yeah. a decent shot. Uh, no, Nick, that's a great question. Also, the, the background beats of this are completely unless it just, it, it's like meant to irritate you. Yeah, I think it's sounds just like, meant to. It sounds like troll music. It sounds like music that's daring you to enjoy it. It's a drum machine. And then, like that. That kind of like, um, what's what instrument is that that he pops in with? A it sounds kazoo? Like not a I don't know. A kazoo. It sounds like a kazoo, kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, xylophone. It's not a xylophone. No, it's not a fucking xylophone. See, you're, 
You're talking to a xylophone expert here. Jesus. You th- Steve, if you think that sounds like a xylophone. Oh, no, I'm not talking about no instrument being played right now is a xylophone. It's a theremin. Got it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's 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 somehow more to this chorus. <laughs> like that Lindsay 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 what kind of oh cringe word you know what <laughs> we ask the listeners for bad music Mike and sometimes they deliver so well it even catches us off guard it hurts Nick oh this just got oh. really gross Ro- shockingly fast <laughs> That's the chorus. That's the part you chose to know that you will repeat multiple times. What do they do? Do they imagine like like people take their lighters out at this point? Like, okay, look, I understand they're being quote funny, but what's the what's the punchline other than just being shocking? It's just lazy. Well, I yeah, thrill and will. Nice rhyme, boys. Yeah, um, that's your problem. That's the problem right there. That's usually your problem. Poor Steve. rhymes. <laughs> Low grade rhymes. Real amateur hour. <sighs> okay. Uh, you know, you know I, I, there's I think I'll tell you what, they they definitely they hit the cringe factor with I mean, ooh, you just you just oh. And it's weird. Isn't it when something's really fucked up? And it rhymes. It almost it almost hits twice as hard, <laughs> like Stranger Danger. I was gonna say, Mike. There's a there's a very terrible bit that we go off on where we just try to rhyme the most terrible things that we can think of. But I'm not gonna do it actually. But I I I think you're right because it almost. I mean, the song almost has your, like a your father's dead. He got shot in the head. Like that's like okay. It, that's a relatively it, docile one considering the places I was going. Oh, oh! where were you going, Nick? Did you hear about that construction worker that killed his best friend with a piece of equipment? Oh, yeah, he used the... <laughs> Crap, I can't, no. No, Steve. Oh, what did he, he use, he... Steve? What did he use? He used the murder girder. <laughs> okay, that's awesome, Steve. Don't ever hold back on that, the murder girder. <laughs> the murder girder. That sounds like, like, a, like a wrestler's like patented move. <laughs> All right, so Mike, I assume, but like before we go on to the next song, I assume we have to hear a little bit more. Uh yeah, I, I honestly, we don't have to hear the chorus again, but we might as well hear. Well, what well, else happened to you? Might as well hear the. He's gonna say some wacky shit. Let's go. Let's. And also, Mike, once again, like I'm, I'm picturing you in this story. So. Well, no, listen. I was just. <laughs> It was just the last time this man got laid. Okay, mm. I believe that. Three hundred sixty-five days back on the old, the old shaky town I ten. Ah, yes, that road. So much better when the stripper is crying. Well, faster than you can say shallow grave. This pretty little thing come up to me and starts kneading my balls like hard-boiled eggs in a tube sock. Said her name was Bambi. And I said, well, that's a coincidence, darling. Because I was just thinking about skinning you like a deer. 
I'm, I'm, my brain is doing a Rolodex of, is this a euphemism or does he become a serial killer? Is there a euphemism for skinning someone like a deer? Like, I think you would have to be someone who fucked deers first. <laughs> and if you're already at that point, like you've already crossed so many societal and just moral lines and taboos that that I guess serial killing is the next logical step. I, I mean, okay. Guys, guys, what it's do you call it when up. you're guys, what do you call it when you're skinning a deer in front of a camera? What is it called? Flensing lensing. Nick, I'm not going to defend bestiality, but I will say... But like, I will say, don't the, knock it till you tried it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It can, it, okay, wait, Mike, I that's don't not, think it's on the same level as skinning a person. I, I don't... I don't... <laughs> it's There's like nine levels of hell, and they're both down there, but they're not on the same rank. You know I, what I mean? Like, Mike, <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I hate that we still have two songs left to go, and this is already the conversation we're at. <laughs> I hate that so much that this is what we've been forced to discuss and reckon with. Uh, well, okay, let's not speculate any further. Let's find out what exactly he means. Well, she smiled, had about as much teeth as a jack-o'-lantern. Okay, that means nothing. Jack-o'-lantern can have a variety of teeth. I went on to tell her how I would wear her face like a mask as I do my little kooky dance. And then she told me to shush. I guess she could sense my desperation. Of course, it's hard to hide a heart on when you're dressed like Minnie Pearl. I hate okay. this song. I hate this song. <laughs> Lindsay, I think you did it. I, I, don't, Nick can't, I don't think Nick can listen to another <laughs> another bit of this. You know what, Nick? We have a we got a we There's got a lot four of songs verses to, get to this song. Of all the artists what? to think, we need a full tapestry and an extended song length to tell this wonderful ornate story. This is the song. That has that. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to cut it off there. Let's at least explain to the listeners what we just heard. Uh, he's. <laughs> I mean, first you have to explain it to me, and then maybe I can explain it to the listener. <clears throat> so just uh, in case you missed it, well, she smiled, had about as much teeth as a jack-o'-lantern, and I went on to tell her how I would wear her face like a mask as I do my kooky little dance. Which has got to be a reference to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm assuming, yeah. These guys are big on references. I think in all their songs, they, I mean, this, I mean, many, even with saying, of course, I had a heart on when you're dressed like Minnie Pearl, which really paints a picture for what the back room of this strip club is looking like. Yo, Nick, hey guys. If uh, if if you could, you would be allowed in, and you wouldn't feel too dirty about it. What's the most bizarre outfit you would like to wear in the back of a strip club? That's more of a question I feel like I would pose to the listeners before I answer directly. I think I, 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 I this just comes to mind. I think it'd be real fun to be like Captain Crunch and also have a bowl of cereal. <laughs> like, I yeah, would, why uh, not? I would. Uh, I would dress up like Spock and pretend I was from the future and visiting visiting the strip club like Spock accidentally went back in time like they do on Star Trek sometimes and like he's they just happen to be in the strip club and he's 
fascinated by it and just walking around like scanning people with tricorders and just fascinating like people as they're like humping each other in the middle of the floor and then just walking around completely nonplussed by the whole thing i could see it beautiful beautiful steve i love it <laughs> hey five dollars to scan me <laughs> three dollars to watch <laughs> okay well all right yeah, I can't exactly. I can't exactly say thank you, Lindsay. But uh, you, <laughs> Lindsay, you certainly introduced this song to us. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much. Let us move on to our next listener submitted song, which was by Lero. Says you guys might be interested in Strut by Action Star Martial Artist and Hack Fraud Weirdo. Steven Seagal. Hack so, fraud weirdo. That's actually I'm gonna use that. That's a great that's a great way to describe him. Thank you, Lero. Yes, hack fraud weirdo. <laughs> Cause it's got layers. It's like if you're a hack, if you're a hack, that means that you're like trite and you but you still know what you're doing, but what you're doing isn't original or good. If you're a fraud, you don't know what you're doing, and you're pretending that you do. And if you're a weirdo, then you're, you know, a weirdo. <laughs> so no, I guess there's set. two layers. I and there's, there's good layers. weirdos and bad weirdos. I got a feeling he's a bad weirdo. Steven Seagal, first off, Lero, thank you so much for bringing this up, because I, I had, in my research of bad music over the years, I had made a little, like, asterisk saying, oh, yeah, Steven Seagal did an album. We should definitely look at that at some point. Um... And having listened to the song that we're about to discuss that Lero recommended, uh, I certainly think we could do a whole episode just on the album. But the song that we're discussing is called Strut. It is from an album that Steven Seagal, his, his debut album, he released in 2005 called Songs from the Crystal Cave, which I assume <laughs> he recorded there so that when the bad guys came to invariably mess up the recording process, he could impale their heads on the crystals. Otherwise, Wait, Crystal Cave isn't that a pl- isn't that a place in like Disney World? It might be. Isn't there the Crystal <laughs> Cave where you go to that where you go to like the weird cave and like you see your representation of what your spirit animal is? It's like Spirit Animal Cave. What? There's a Spirit Animal Kingdom? God, imagine if you saw Steven Seagal was your spirit animal. Yeah. Oh wait, his spirit animal, he'd be Steven Seagal. <laughs> this is a Pixar no. movie waiting to happen. No, he'd be Steven Seagal. He'd be a mermaid. What's uh what's what's his voice? what's his So stupid. You're so stupid. I mean that as a compliment, Steve. But Steve Steven Seagal, I mean uh, we're, we're about. Uh, we will get into the song now, but uh, if if you know him, listeners, you probably just know him as a uh, as a hack fraud, as a martial arts actor, very popular in the early '90s, and since like the early 2000s onward, has basically just been releasing direct-to-video pot boiler action movies that all have some variation of like the same title. <laughs> I mean, his whole. I talked about this a little before in the episode. His his whole oeuvre is, let me see the script title. Is the title something that the guy in the trailer can say I am? Because if that's the case, I'm going to do this movie. So like, if the guy in the trailer can say things like, Steven Seagal is above the law, or Steven Seagal is 
hard to kill. Like those are the movies he cho- he chooses. <laughs> but then it like falls apart at like in like 2005 when it just starts becoming things like Steven Seagal is pistol whipped. <laughs> Steven Seagal is urban justice. Steven Seagal is hack fraud weirdo. Yeah. Is <laughs> Machete. Oh wait, no he isn't. That's the other guy in the movie. Steven Seagal is just in this movie. But so to give a little context, when Steven Seagal released this album, he was like, I don't know, late 40s, early 50s. Um, he he plays guitar. He sings a little bit. So what song would you imagine to come from this album? Obviously, it would be a Jamaican dance hall song where he does a Jamaican patois affectation. But don't take my word for it. Mr. Steven Seagal, fly down on Jamaica and say one. Me want the punani. (laughs) Yes, that is Steven Seagal saying, Me want the punani. (laughs) Me want the punani. (laughs) See for me, make nice. Yes. Steven, for this, you really want to do? You really want to do the accent? Yeah, I've got it down. I know how to do it. All right, let me let me hear it. Let me hear it. Everything gonna be irie. Okay. All right. Um, I guess he's paying for this, so I guess we're gonna go ahead and do that. Let's do a second take where he doesn't do it. Just be on the safe side. Steven Seagal is in need of punani. Steven Seagal is being offensive. <laughs> Steven Seagal is appropriating culture. <laughs> so uh, the other vocalist you were hearing in that song is Jamaican singer-songwriter uh, Lady Saw is her stage name. And I don't know if that Lady Saw. Lady Saw. Lady S- Adding an air of, I guess, legitimacy to it. I don't know if that was the sole reason she was brought on, like for Steven Seagal to be like, no, it's okay, I do this. I, I It's okay that I'm doing this. I have a Jamaican dance hall singer with me. So yep, it's that's the, good. I right? have, it's the I have a black friend of music. Essentially, yes. Uh, Steven Seagal, there is, there is like hours of stuff you could get into on Steven Seagal. But to truly just give you the spark notes, Steve, I was reminded a lot of Hulk Hogan that we discussed in a recent wrestling episode and that he is a compulsive liar over easily disprovable things <laughs> just just like for no oh, reason no. like he's fluent in four languages according to him although no one has ever heard him speak anything other than english he claims that he has taught the cia like how to do uh aikido which is what he teaches um although there's no evidence he's done that he's claimed to have been taught by martial arts legends who like died before he was in japan when he would have been able to train with them um the only thing that he had he did do that was provable that was somewhat notable was as a young adult, he moved to Japan to teach Aikido there, and he was the first foreigner in Japan to open, like, a... Um, a dojo? A, exactly, a dojo, to teach that. However, in the early 80s, or excuse me, in the late 80s, he started doing action movies, and that was kind of where he blew up. But there's just so many, so many... First off, he's got a huge... He's got the most massive ego I've ever seen for someone who's only been in one certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes movie. Uh... <laughs> And that's not even getting into the... 
if you go to his Wikipedia page or dive deeper into any research on him, the amount of lawsuits filed against him is wild. Just So we could break it down just by the sexual harassment lawsuits, which there were some Jeez. in 1991, 1995, 2010, 2017, 2020. Uh, there was another lawsuit filed. Uh, Portia, Portia De, De Rossi yes, had a problem yes, with them, right? Yes, she did. She did, apparently, during a casting session. Uh, in 2011, Steven Seagal, he did a show called, I think it was like Steven Seagal Lawman, where he actually became a law enforcement officer Somewhere in he the United States, sheriff, I forgot. Like a, in, south, in the Southwest, he became a sheriff in like Arizona or something. <laughs> yes, and he got embroiled in a lawsuit because during a raid, he apparently shot someone's dog. Oh, woo, no. Um, oh, and and no. he has been criticized by pretty much all of the stunt performers he's ever worked with throughout the years. Oh, um, he has Russian citizenship as well as uh, American citizenship because he's a huge fan of Putin. Uh, and Mike, I think I showed you earlier that schadenfreude-esque bit that PETA awarded him an honorary, like, Scott uh, member or membership uh, or something because of all the work. Because for, you know, despite all this, big environmentalist and animal rights activist. Ah, uh, listen. Any- Except for that dog. Except for that one dog he shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you become an honorary member of PETA when you shoot a dog? Like, you should be permabanned. And, you know, I got problems with PETA anyway. Like, I know PETA. you too, Mike. Uh, but listeners, like, listeners, they're valid. Mike has been personally accosted by PETA. Listen, guys, I got a big problem with PETA. For one, they suck my whaler. <laughs> I purchased a tanker and converted it into a whaler some time ago, and Greenpeace shot it with a torpedo. I'll never forgive them, guys. You know how hard they're to come by, Steve? Uh, But, yes, so for some reason, see, it's weird. In a bubble, I kind of respect when any, like, celebrity actor whatever gets to the point of their career when they just feel like I can do whatever I want. So, literally, like I said, this came out in 2005. Steven Seagal decided I wanted to make music. And so, a part of me, in a like, if you removed Steven Seagal from the equation and just said... A celebrity in his early 50s who's been doing action movies wants to start a music career. Normally, I'd be supportive of that, just on impulse. But when you find out who it is, A, and then B, when you hear the music... Because, uh, guys, that was just the chorus. He he, he goes on, unfortunately. When the girls start to strut, you could look at their butt, you shouldn't do that. When the girl starts to strut, you can look at her butt, you shouldn't do that. Which, to be honest, almost uh, sounds Nick, like a lesson he's trying to teach himself. Yes, Steve. Uh, Nick, I believe what he actually said was, but you shouldn't do that. Forgive me, Steve. Yes, he did say, but you shouldn't do that. Because he's from Michigan. <laughs> now, what kind of strut are we talking about here? Now I ask this because I mean I myself I feel like I feel like some people when they're now I, you guys never go with them, but sometimes people be strutting around because they want you to look like hey take a look at this yeah I know sometimes I walk around like that I'm like yo take a look I I, I don't mind I don't mind people taking a quick glance they don't stare like a weirdo but. But Mike, you live to you ever, entertain in all senses, whether that's performative or just being eye candy. Yes, but but Mike, do you then uh, do you then go on and and say what he says at the end of this lyric? Oh yes, let's what hear a little he, bit. What's he uh, say let, at the end of this? Let's hear a little bit more. 
Dress is just pretty. It's not just to cover her kitty. And because I knew that this lyric would come up, um, unfortunately, the listeners won't be able to see this, but here is here is what Steven Seagal looks like right now. This is the guy who is serenading you. This is the guy who... Listeners, just Google any image of Steven Seagal from like the past 20 years, and you will see. I have an image of him eating a raw carrot. Standing there like a big... Like a big, fat, thoughtful Bugs Bunny. <laughs> His face is almost a perfect circle. It's 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 wonderful. Yes, yes. Oh, God, he's so fucking gross. Anyway, he he wears nothing but ghee. He wears nothing. No, what you he know he owns no other clothes but ghees. He just walks around like he's constantly about to teach a Taekwondo class at the mall. You know, it must have been one of the most proudest moments in his life. And he's just like, this is, I'm going to identify with this. This is me. I'm going to, I'm the gee guy. Well, he I'm takes Steven, himself. Steven Seagal. That's it. <laughs> he does take himself extremely seriously. He, he infamously hosted SNL once and it was so bad that you can't actually even find the episode on like Peacock or NBC streaming. He, he's one of the few people who's been permanently banned from being on SNL. And it's not because like he accidentally dropped an F-bomb on air or he like veered wildly off script. He was just he was described as a comedy vacuum. He does not have a basic understanding of comedy. Oh no, those are the he, worst fucking people, even, man. Even even humorless. Canadian Bond villain Lorne Michaels looked at him and went, right, no, this guy has no idea what it even means to laugh. I don't think he understands how laughter works. And he insisted on, like, writing the majority of the sketches on SNL. I think this was 1991 no! he hosted it. And, like, they, like they, they, they did, like, a Hans and Franz sketch for anyone who remembers those characters. And they originally wanted to do one where, like, Steven Seagal actually gets beat up by them. But Steven Seagal was like, no, no, Hans and Franz wouldn't be able to beat me in a fight. And, like, he couldn't even understand how that might be funny. And then Steven Seagal just shows up, makes some, like, jokes that oh arnold schwarzenegger's gay and then he beats up hans and franz it's like his ego is so massive he can't understand and how like to put that in context as as loath as i am to bring up this person to put that in context even the former president when he hosted snl in a massive train wreck even he allowed people to show up there looking like him and making fun of him. Even he uh, allowed something like that to happen. Steven Seagal is so uptight and so obsessed with self-image that even Donald Trump would look at him and go, hey, come on, man, you really got to loosen up. You just got to learn to make fun of yourself. <laughs> yeah, the only, yeah. That's crazy. Very different in that context, Steve. Very similar in their feelings on Russia. <laughs> Look, of course, Putin is Putin is is eye candy. He's a snack. Everyone understands this, isn't that right, Steven Seagal? Everything you say, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's eye candy and iry. Uh, but speaking of which, <laughs> there's definitely a little bit more to go. 
say this but i feel like when you you're ill-informed when you say steven seagal will make your body feel nice i don't know if he will well not when he's beating the crap out of it with taekwondo king whoa what's he uh what's his uh what's his master art uh aikido aikido yes aikido you know who did you know who did a great you know who really got him did a great impression of him was will sasso used to have a recurring series of bits on mad tv yeah. where he played steven so it was like steven seagal's america where he would be like hosting a discovery channel show at like uh, about like american uh, where he'd be going across america and he'd be like in a little truck with his head sticking out of the truck uh car- a little cartoon figure and then like he'd be like we're here to f- we're here to see how we're here to see how americans vote and then he would like completely misunderstand how the voting process works and anybody who tried to explain it to him he would snap their neck in a cartoonish fashion and that was his whole move (laughs) but he was like a complete dunderhead but he was just like i i'm I'm the smartest man alive i know exactly what's happening here uh he does say a little bit more that i do want to make sure we get to now you know let have a shot of rum Then we can make you come With me to the ocean You see what he did there? You, oh, baby, we can, have a, we can have a shot of rum And then I'll, I can make you come Pause with me to the ocean Where I'm assuming he would drown you I don't know He's keeping it clean, Nick He's keeping it Or, well or remember, Nick, I guess sex al- on the beach is... Remember, is... you've always got to put a pause in when you're talking about someone's kitty. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes, you do, Steve. All right, well, I think we've reached the tail end of this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Mike. Quit being such a pussy. <laughs> God, you have a dress covering you. You're such a pussy. <laughs> Yeah. Yow. All right. I was going to say, it, it's a testament to how insignificant Steven Seagal is to popular culture that he hasn't been canceled in the past couple years. Like, nobody gives a shit about him. So, like, all the terrible things he's done, like, are just kind of, I don't know, chilling there. He's faded into obscurity, much like his hairline has faded. Is that you reading lyrics, Mike, or is that just you, uh, yeah, you thinking I'm out sorry, loud? I'm just, I'm just really. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Me want to punani see for me make nice. Like, I want to make an inspirational <laughs> poster of just like a rainbow and a waterfall. And it just says, Me want to punani see for me make nice. Steven Seagal. <laughs> From Michigan. If, if we don't get these terrorists off this cruise ship, me gone quinted up two times. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh,. <laughs> Thank you, Lero, for that suggestion. And like yes. I said, he did a whole album of this. I didn't even mention, you know Stevie Wonder's on this album? Stevie, oh, we might have to do a deep dive in the whole damn thing, Nick. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Stevie Wonder's on it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there's a, lot to, there's a lot to unpack there. So, Lero, you may have been the, uh, the, first, the first chisel at uncovering that. So, thank you. 
but we do have one more song to go into. It is a mercifully short one, although uh, I, I'm very interested by this one because I'm aware of both of the artists, but I haven't listened to this specific project. But Mike, I'm sure you will. See. Yeah, I've I've got I've got some tidbits for you here, Nick. So MF Doom and Danger Mouse teamed up under the name Danger Doom. I mean, an album sampling Adult Swim shows. One of the songs is called Vats of Urine. It's pretty good, and as the name suggests, about piss. It approaches the subject from every conceivable angle. Love the show, Robin. Thank you, Robin, for your song suggestion, Vats of Urine. So, um, I, uh, I did... I never little, thought... Uh, sorry, but I never thought we'd be saying on this podcast, Thank you, Robin, for Vats of Urine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Words I never expected. <laughs> um, so upon a quick, a quick like look, you know, we got so out of the duo, you got Danger Mouse, Brian Joseph Burton, uh, you know, from White Plains, New York, and it was his stage name. Uh, and he made his debut in 2003 on the album Ghetto Pop Life. Uh, he also combined some acapella songs from uh, from JV's Jay Z's The Black Album. Oh, and then he also produced the second Gorillaz album, 2005's Demon Days, as well as Beck's Modern Guilt and the album Attack and Release by the Black Keys in 2008. It's quite a resume. Um, quite the resume. So he teamed up. Danger Mask teamed up with MF Doom. R.I.P. As of last year. Yes, rest in peace. So, Rapper MF, yes, R.I.P. Um, he just died. I think. Yeah, 2020. Two, yeah. Months, two months ago. In and let me um, say this. Let me say this. I might not have been a fan of his music, but I respect anybody who uses Dr. Doom as their stage persona. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold move. That Dude, is. That, that is. I wish I had thought of it. I wish I had done something where I just was like, you know, what? I'm going to wear a Dr. Doom mask the whole time, Steve and I'm going to be great. <laughs> For Steve's rap persona, he chose Matter Eater Lad, which just didn't really quite have okay, the same. Okay, Nick, for the love of Christ, figure out a new comic book character. I, I'll give you any comic book I have. For There are thousands of other comic There's book characters. There's no one if better than Matter Eater Lad, Steve. If you talk about Matter Eater Lad one more fucking time for the butt of a joke, <laughs> I'm going to reach through this screen and throttle you. Who, who is Matter Eater Lad? He was a superhero whose only special ability was he could eat literally anything. And he was only called in to superhero things if there was like an atomic bomb that they needed to dispose of. They'd get Matter Eater Lad to eat it because he could eat anything. That was all he did. <laughs> Oh, and apparently you know it really chafed Steve. No, it doesn't. It didn't chafe me the first time, or the second, or the twenty-third. It chafed me the fifty-seventh time. Fifty-seventh's <laughs> too many. Someone's matter eater mad over there. Uh, but Mike, you were saying, uh, yeah, and uh, you know MF Doom, like you guys were saying, no, you know the, the, the Doctor Doom stuff, and he always had his mask on when he was performing. It was great. So they get together. And so the song we're listening to, uh, I mean, the, the whole album went through a bunch of different Adult Swim cartoons. Like, you know, they were uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney of Law, and, um, and this one, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So if you want 
let's just uh, let's get right into it and, have, uh, and hear what good. these guys got to say about vats of urine. Behold, y'all, the digital vats of urine. Drink up, bitches. Taste our liquid gold. Uh, you must respect yourself. Force to wreck yourself. Hey, man, you made a run. Yes, it is, for I am a rap girl from beyond the moon. Everybody talking about pistols. Gats and came with a new... Okay. So, <clears throat> just just a quick tidbit about the opening there. Anyone who's not familiar with the show Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which follows the what they're supposed to be crime-fighting squad of Meat Wad, Frylock, and Shake. The Shakezilla? Um, or, oh, yeah, the Shakezilla, yeah, yeah. No, he's called um, Shake, but I'm 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 making a reference to the theme song. To, to the uh, rap, a, yes, it's a, great, it's a fun oh, what, theme song. And what a theme song they have! Um, so it, they're supposed to be crime fighting, but tip, you just every episode is just a bunch of weird shit that happens in their apartment and down the street oh, with their neighbor Carl. In any case, uh, <laughs> a couple of Carl. the characters, uh, the Moon Knights, <clears throat> are who we're hearing right here at the top, uh, which is a. Uh, Ignigna, yeah, Ignigna, girl. Um, so they're two-dimensional creatures from the moon who think they're better than everybody else, and they're hilarious. Everybody talking about pistols, gats is boring. You came with a new topic to flip you, vats of urine. All pro, check the stats and style scoring. While you at it, double check that crystal you're pouring. Born of the pleads and these are peeing geniuses. Broads don't see it since they don't got these conveniences. Thank God you's not a hole in the studio. When you gotta go, you gotta go. I'm very confused. Everyone so, talk about pistols. Gats is born. He came with a he came with a new topic to flip you. Vats of urine. All pro. Check the stats. His style score. And while you add it, double check that crystal you're pouring. Born of the pleads that need a P in geniuses. Okay, I kind of see what he did there. Uh, broads don't see it since they don't get these conveniences. So I believe he's referring to his dick. As a as a as a pistol as a as a you know you, you can sh- you shoot piss out of it man it's a it's and it's very convenient and uh, Cristal is piss colored very convenient weapon it's on you all the time it's concealed hopefully according to most rules <laughs> shoot from the hip <laughs> Mike's dick is the perfect weapon. <laughs> But yeah, the, the, well, the, so do you, do you think he pissed in the crystal? No, I think the whole point is crystal is kind of the same shade as urine. This actually, as I reread this, it's talking about pee in like like the fact he says, born of the pleads that needs a pee in geniuses, which would make it penises. And then broads don't see it since they don't got these. And you're expecting him to say penises, but he rhymes geniuses with conveniences. Well, yeah, because it's also convenient. Exactly. Right? Yes. There's so he's playing on so much stuff. Oh man. Oh, so good. Um, I'm just like we literally just came from Steven Seagal saying me want to panani see for me make nice to that. Like I'm getting whiplash a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but let's. Who'd have thought all of our listeners were so sexually charged that they've sent all these same songs to us? Look, it's it, it, let's have them. Uh, wait, I got a great joke. Let's let's all get together and send them a bunch of fucking dirty ass songs so they got to talk about. <laughs> Horrible shit that makes them embarrassed. Horrible piss. <laughs> no, it's been a long quarantine. You know, I don't blame our listeners. But let's hear a little bit more. It's not a hole in the studio. When you gotta go, you gotta go. 
before you flow, make sure you practice or you're losing. You don't want to miss and let the cactus get the oozing. If anything, just a splash. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. When you flow, no. which could apply to rap or peeing, make sure you practice You practice or you're losing. You don't want to miss and let the cactus get to oozing. Oh, boy, yeah. You ever, now, now, guys, now, you don't have to admit as, as adult men if any recent times have happened, but uh, throughout your life, I'm just going to get right to it. It's not to be gross. It's just to be real. This is what we're talking about. This Mike, is, put your this pants back on. <laughs> guys, there are some times you, you wake up, you got to piss, but you got the morning wood. And you're trying, you're trying to even it out. You're trying to aim it just right. You just, and, oh man, it's like a machine gun. It's like, Mike, it's remember how I said, Mike, you remember how I said at the top of the episode, I can't believe this is what we're talking about, and it's only the first song. I long for that time. I long for that time. Back to the first song. <laughs> but you know, Do you Mike, guys know what I'm talking. You guys know what I'm talking about, though, huh? Just, just some of you know what I'm talking about. About the logistics of peeing with a boner? You know what? If either one of you deny you've accidentally gotten a little bit on the floor when pissing with a boner throughout your life, you guys are liars. You guys are stone-cold liars. <laughs> I'm not a liar, Mike. I'm a practiced hand. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 Steven Trollinger is a practiced hand. You see that? See that right there? Steady as a rock. Yeah, but I pee with this hand. <laughs> Steve is wildly shaking his hand. That's his, that's his, he's got the tremors. Oh. All right, but it, it's for such a short song, there's already so much to, to dive into. Get the oozing. If any contestant splash, she's disqualified. Even if one drip should slide down the bottle side, put a bum in an even better pickle. Reality show, how far will you go to get a nickel? Let alone a buck. Oh. Listen by the window, you can hear a moaning yuck. Remember, tomorrow. Wait, what? What is happening here? So, Mike, if I understand correctly, this song was playing during an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yes. During the an episode or the movie, but before we go on too much of a tangent, I, I I say all of this only to say it sounds like this song is describing something that is happening. It almost sounds like some kind of pee contest. If any contestant splash, he's disqualified. Even if one drip should slide down the bottle side. Okay, Nick, you can call it a pissing contest. I, that's part of the vernacular is to call a thing a pissing contest. I don't know what's going on. Is the bum a homeless person? You brought the song, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, we're dissecting the lyrics together. I'm trying to... All right, in that case, I will go with my imagination. And having... also... Sure, <laughs> yes. I, I think that's what it is. There's a pissing contest. Although, you know what? I, Why wildly... I think bum means butt. You know what? Why wildly speculate when there's still more lyrics? You can hear a moaning yuck. Remember, tomorrow is garbage day. It's not the kind of stuff you want to save and harbor away. Once it gets ripened and fermented, it takes on a bouquet that I should say is naturally scented. Tempted by an empty can of Guinness or waiting until we get there, say two or three minutes. Okay, it's about it's about holding it. They're holding it in. You know when you're holding it in? And, man, oh, I remember. I remember I was, it was. It was a young lad. I was a young lad, just a young buck, senior year of high school. French trip. 
We just finished uh, a nice meal. Flatter the size of a pea I had. <laughs> and I was too nervous. The kids on the bus told me to just piss in a water bottle, but I just, it was, it was like I tried and I, and I panicked and I'm like, I'm just gonna, I just need to make it to customs. And I was, I almost injured myself, guys. I was like hobbling like an old man with a giant prostate off of my bus. And I'm wiggle waggling into this, uh, into the duty free. And I get to the bathroom and I, and I'm so like ready. I'm just like, oh God, I've made it. And I'm like hurting. Like every step felt like someone just punched me in the kidneys. And, and I get, and I get to the urinal and you know, you whip it out and then I'm just standing there and nothing. I was blocked up guys. I, I like, it was, uh, I was. I thought I had broke the whole system. I thought I was like I held it too long. That said, it's never gonna work again. I gotta. <laughs> uh, but you know, you you put some effort forth. You're throwing. You're not supposed to push. You know, you're not supposed to. They tell you not to do that at the doctor's office. But you got sometimes. Sometimes you got, you gotta break the rules. Yeah, you, you gotta break the seal. Uh, sir, we asked you what you wanted to order at Starbucks. I'm sorry. I um, I broke I broke down a little in the middle of that story. Yes, Steve, I could see you breaking. Uh, Steve, are you okay? Um, because the way you phrased that, the way you started that story was, I tried to pee in a bottle. And then the next thing you said was, I tried to pee in a bottle, but then I panicked. So I immediately had an image in my head of you just uncontrollably peeing all over the school. Oh my God! Steve, what do you think I'm an animal? Just ah, uh, guys, it won't stop. It's just you say that I panic, so I'm just like, oh, oh God, no! Uh, where's the bottle? Uh, I can't hit the bottle. Old Mike, the panic pisser. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Steve, stop imagining me pissing all over my high school school bus. <laughs> oh, it's in my eye. <laughs> oh my god, this episode's gonna be an hour long. <laughs> As long okay. as Mike had to hold Steve, his pee. In. Steve, tears. <laughs> Steve's got tears. <laughs> oh man, oh, I am t- I am ten years old. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I'm okay now. Okay. <sighs> well, I I mean, I don't even know if we want to hear how this imaginary <laughs> holding your pee in story by Danger Doom ends. Although to be honest, it's such a it's such a short song. We've only got like twenty five more seconds. Wait, wait, Mike, Mike, Mike. When you finally passed through customs, did you go to the custom agent and say, oh, "I can't, I can't pee"? And he said, "Well, European now." <laughs> oh my God, Steve! I I'm like I don't know if I'm more disgusted by all the piss or disgusted by that joke. <laughs> 
Uh. Mike, you know how, you know, like if, if in your front lawn, like you have a hose and it's laying out there and then you quickly turn the water on full blast and like the hose just starts going crazy and flopping all over the place. That's kind of, kind of what I imagine. Is that the, uh, turn it off, turn it off. I can't, it's too much. Uh. Well, hold it for God's sakes. Use your hands, grab a hold of it. I can't, it'll cut it off. It's like a high tension wire snapped. Oh God, we are all middle schoolers. Uh, oh no. <laughs> no, we're listen. Like, we're know, we are not middle schoolers. We're professional podcasters doing a research intensive show. So let's finish up on this song about pee. We get there, say two or three minutes. Yeah, when it's fresh and sterile. Some say digestible, even edible. If you were stranded out to sea alone and in trouble, survive dehydration, guzzle your own cup full. Someday you may even show your son how to use it to make potassium nitrate for gunpowder. What? Generous. Join us next time when we discuss disgusting enemas. He's like a rat god. <sighs> so wait a second. This was for a children's cartoon. It's not a children's cartoon. Oh, it it is not a children's car. It's an it's an adult. It's an adult swim. How okay? So how many of you watched South Park while you were still technically a child? If you're watching it, that's not the point. And you're a child. It's a children's show. Appealing. It was appealing as a child because it was transgressive. Appealing, Nick. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Appealing. Sorry, I'm just back to you uncontrollably pissing on a bus. I'm just imagining, what if that was the way someone lived their life, where every time they panicked in any context, they just started uncontrollably pissing? You guys ever been scared so bad you pissed yourself? Not yet, but, you know, I hope to try and I hope to experience everything once in my life. So. No, but I just laughed so hard I almost did. <laughs> That's nice. Well, actually, so I, I suppose we should be uh, thanking listener Robin because usually this podcast seems to bring Steve nothing but misery. But it seems like, you know, in an indirect way, uh, Danger Doom brought Steve much happiness. Uh, <laughs> and really, isn't that why we all tune into this show? <laughs> well, once again, uh, thank you, Robin, for this song about P from a 15-year-old adult swim cartoon show. Uh I'm also I I'm also very curious just kind of what makes our listeners have these songs in their mind. Like it's fascinating. Like I never would have come across this song and yet for some reason this song occupied enough mental real estate in at least one of our listeners to be like, oh, wow, that was a really bad, bizarre, noteworthy song that I heard. Let me pass that along. But regardless, thank you so much for for passing this along. Obviously, we have you know so many listeners all throughout the world that you guys obviously have exposure to music that we haven't heard. So please continue to send them because we would love to do even more of these. I think this was the longest... Uh, gap between listener submitted episodes we've done. Uh, the last one we did was from the summer. Yeah, and I would recommend if you are out there and you're thinking to yourself, I submitted one already and they didn't do it, resubmit it because it's a new year and it's time for some new listener suggestions so we can get right at them. We want the freshies. Although there's a handful of songs that you have suggested that we won't do anyway. I will just say right now. Uh, listen to our episode on R. Kelly, Blood on the Dance Floor, and Artists We Will Never Cover. Um, although, actually, Mike, that one song that you did say a listener passed along technically didn't break any of those rules, but I'm, st- I'm 
we're not discussing that song. It broke a rule of nature. Yes. It broke the walls of reality around us. <laughs> That's... Oh, man. <laughs> but please continue to send us songs. And also, uh, continue to follow us on social media if you are already doing it. And if not, begin. Because that is where we post all of our polls. That's where you can see all of the fun stuff that we're posting. Um, I don't know if we've done it at the time of this recording, but I will be sharing the uh, Evanescence video that I played the audio from last week. And uh, Mike, can we still show what happened to your table? Can the listeners see that? <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I will. Okay, you probably will have already seen it on our Instagram at this that. point. Uh, that is assuming you were following us there. And uh, Mike, where can we find you? Yes, you can find me at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, uh, check out our stuff. Check out our Instagram, our polls, our our pictures of broken furniture, and. Um, and uh, this week, oh, I want to really, really harp on getting some suggestions. So if, since ever, it's a listener-submitted episode, I am putting out there in the question, what is a bad, bizarre, noteworthy song you think we should do? I think that's oh, like, hell you know, yeah. I know we already, we already asked, but I'm putting it, I'm putting it in, the, in the store. Let's get some. Let's get some goodies. We know you got them, listeners. Send them along. That's a wonderful idea, Mike. Uh, oh, thanks, and uh, Steve. Well, actually, MrMikeRussell.com. Do we go through the usual places we can find your Mr. stuff? MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. Uh, yeah, I think I said that. And the Dapper Devil Productions, and you know, send stuff to the Sontopsy Report at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, we're good. All good stuff. And Steve, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at yourmantrolo on my personal website, StephenTrollinger.com. Uh, along with these two fine gentlemen, uh, real piss and vinegar types, uh, you can find which us. Which one of on... us is piss and which one of us is vinegar, Steve? I think I know. You're gonna have to fight for it. Um, and on, uh, you can find all of us on that Dapper Devil Productions website. You can find our show uh, also on Podchaser. I don't know how often we're supposed to be talking to Podchaser. We, we should be doing it more. Uh, but right now, <laughs> okay. as as of this recording, Mike's bio, Mike's uh bio slash page is not set up yet, so it looks like Steve and I are the what? only ones who do the podcast. Wait, Mike, I thought you, I, I, thought nah, I signed man, you gotta up for it. You gotta jump on that shit. We'll, 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 discuss, we'll discuss offline. But, oh uh, my, I can't believe I've been called out on an episode for this. This is, sucks. Shit. Hey, you know what? Guaranteed, guaranteed by next episode it'll be ready. Hell yeah. But yes, hey, follow us. You, mean like, you, you mean like how I guaranteed I'd have a website for the first two years of this show? Yeah, and two years later, you did. It's Promises just, fulfilled. I was just thinking about that. But yes, follow <laughs> us there. And also, check in next week for our next Bad Bizarre Noteworthy song dissection and discussion. And until then, I'm Nick Breedier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm Stephen Trollinger for Depends. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>